0: Hello, welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government, discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Sharon Bulova, chairman of the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors, about the state of the county uh, that she recently came out with. Take a look back at 2014 quickly, a look ahead at 2015, and also talk about the budget for Fairfax County. So Chairman Bulova, thank you for being with us on the conversation. It's
1: great to be here with you, Jim. I
0: think I mentioned it last year that you're the only repeat guest, and that's a rule that we have. We don't have repeat guests except for the chairman, but uh, uh, obviously a great honor to have us, have you with us and uh, timely to talk about the state of the county because you just recently came out with your state of the county address. What were uh, kind of the, the main topics or the main highlights of the, the state of the county?
1: Well, first of all, the state of the county is uh, is good. We uh, I think have a we just have a great county. It's mm-hmm. a, a wonderful place to live, work, and play. And we have a board of supervisors that has uh, worked well together. Uh, has been very committed to making sure that we uh, that we nurture and take care of mm-hmm. the quality services that people uh, appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the beginning of a new year,
0: right? New calendar year.
1: Yes. And so, uh, so it's my practice to have a state of the county, right. and uh, I, I, I hope that folks have the opportunity to watch the program, right? And uh, we sort of took a look back at some of the highlights from the previous year, and then look ahead mm-hmm. at what is going to be on the horizon for.
0: 2015. Right. And interspersed this year, I think, several video clips with uh, agency directors or different uh, subject matter experts uh, into the into the program. So, And that program uh, is available on uh, Channel 16, the county's television station, as well as the county's YouTube channel. So folks can watch it there. And I'm sure links all over the county website as well. Uh, looking at 2014, some of the things you kind of hit on is, is maybe highlights or whatever. A lot of transportation issues. There was the Virginia Railway. Uh, the I-95 express lanes, and I guess the the big one, the Metro Silver Line. So transportation, big in 2014, but always a big topic.
1: Really. Transportation is always a uh, a, a major topic mm-hmm. in, in Northern Virginia, uh, and last year was a huge year for transportation. First of all, we benefited from having a new revenue. Uh, Stream, uh, the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority, uh, has been meeting and uh, prioritizing transportation projects. Uh, But then, boy, we saw the opening of two new VRE stations Mm. uh, in uh, Spotsylvania and Cherry Hill. We also... uh, you know, saw the opening of Phase 1 of the Silver Line, right. and that was right. huge. Yeah. Uh, that's been something that the board has been and the region has mm-hmm. been working towards for decades. Right. And uh, and so that that new Silver Line opened uh, in Tyson's all the way to Wheelie Avenue in Reston. And, uh, and then looking ahead to this mm-hmm. current fiscal year, mm-hmm. 2015, uh, we are constructing Phase 2 of the Silver right. Line, right. which will extend the line all the way to Dulles Airport and then into Loudoun all County.
0: Right. And that's expected to be completed in 2018?
1: 2018, 2018. Okay. exactly.
0: Okay. So, the, And like the Silver Line, I think it was July, so summertime when it opened. It's um, doing maybe better than folks expected? I mean, the ridership is really great on the Silver Line.
1: It's been fantastic. And uh, already uh, we were just months into the... Uh, Into the service opening, uh, and we were seeing numbers uh, that exceeded Mm -hmm. what we had Mm -hmm. anticipated. And in fact, the Wheelie Avenue Garage and Station is the uh, is one of the busiest in the entire system. So it's a brand new station, and uh, and it is one of the busiest in the entire Metropolitan Washington
0: area. The the station and the Silver Line itself is that a surprise that it's um, so successful?
1: I think so. We, you know, we didn't we didn't know for sure right, uh, right. which of the which of the stations would be successful. Uh, something else that we that we've seen that we didn't anticipate when we built stations in Tyson's. Mm-hmm. So there are stations looping through Tyson's Corner. Uh, folks, first of all, were convinced that there wouldn't be enough parking. Right. That's turned out not to be the case. Okay. There's sufficient parking. Uh, but but we sort of anticipated that people would be taking the Silver Line to, uh, to commercial locations mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we're seeing is that uh, people are using the line for that, but also for shopping. Oh, that's good. And so people are coming from all over the region uh, to shop at Tyson's. And that's pretty cool. And we're seeing the results in
0: uh, sales tax. I was going to say, helps the economy. (laughs) So please, come on in. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Um, I-95 express lanes, talking about cars, VRE and the Metro line, talking about, uh, you know, uh, trains, if you will, uh, bus transportation. But there's also people that bike to work, and I think the county was involved with the bicycle master plan and the uh, the um, the metro station you mentioned has a bike room, so a lot of uh, emphasis on the bike transportation or alternate forms of transportation too.
1: absolutely. and there you know there are some skeptics uh, mm-hmm. who have said, yeah. you know well, biking is not really transportation mm-hmm. uh, that and see uh, bike people who bike uh, as recreational users. And that's really not the case. People use bikes to get to uh, the metro stations, uh, as as is demonstrated at Wheelie. And uh, a new bike room was created there, and it filled up. Uh, pretty much uh, on the uh, first day, mm-hmm. first week. Right. Fortunately, it's expandable okay. <laughs> but it, but it really does demonstrate uh, that if you build it, they will come mm-hmm. and that we need to be providing more opportunities for people uh, to be able to get places on foot by bike uh, and you know multimodal mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. where it's at and what're what we're, what we're uh, committed to right. accomplishing.
0: Well, and the and the redevelopment is always a big issue, and you're talking about the walkable communities, that type thing. So in, in looking back at 2014, I know um, Springfield Town Center was one of the big projects, uh, redevelopment. So maybe let's kind of talk about that area a little bit. I would love to talk about okay. that area. <laughs> a big, and, su- a big uh, success.
1: <laughs> when I first moved into the county, I... Uh, the Springfield Mall was like right. you know the coolest thing and uh, and it was just a suburban mall, but mm-hmm. that was that was shopping. And of course, over the years, uh, you know, other shopping centers and you know developments right. have happened. Right. But the Springfield Mall has begun to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now uh, the redevelopment, revitalization of that older shopping center has turned out to be fantastic. Uh, I will never forget the opening of the Springfield Town Center, uh, which is the renovated and revitalized, redeveloped Springfield Mall, and it it will become more of a town center when Mm -hmm. more of the residential and other uses all fill in around it right but the shopping center is just fantastic yeah, it's amazing yeah. and uh, the community was so excited and so pleased it really will serve as a as an anchor for revitalization in that mm-hmm. Springfield area mm-hmm.
0: many years ago maybe people thought walkable communities and mixed-use development that you know that's not the way things are but I mean We've come a long way, but yet there's so many ideas or things that are possible that maybe we're not even thinking about. So how how is Fairfax County, in its various departments and the board and the leadership, involved with projects like this, like uh, the VRE or the express lanes or the Silver Line or redevelopment? I mean, what is the county's role? I guess is a question.
1: Well, the the county's role, first of all, we're. we're responsible for uh, for land use, yeah. uh, and land use starts with a comprehensive plan. Uh, and we've actually changed our format for involving the public in the comprehensive planning of land use and transportation. Mm-hmm. Also, making sure that there's open space for uh, for ourselves and for future generations. So, uh, so that process is called Fairfax Forward, and uh, and it identifies places in the county where we would like to see redevelopment happen, where you okay. have older parts of Fairfax County and uh, and we, where there are opportunities to rebuild, revitalize, and uh, to provide more lifestyle choices for our residents. Mm-hmm. So we were mostly developed during the 50s and the 60s and the 70s uh, with suburban neighborhoods, uh, strip shopping centers as we continue to grow and there will continue to be growth in Fairfax County, I think it is important that we offer our residents uh, lifestyle choices, such as the more urban mm-hmm. pattern of development. Okay. And you can see that, and you can see that successfully in uh, the Reston Town Center area. You can also see that in Merrifield, the mosaic. Mm-hmm. It uh, it's, a, it's an exciting development pattern mm-hmm. that is popular with young people mm-hmm. who are just getting out of college and buying their first home or condo or renting, and they want to be able to walk places. Right. They want to be able to walk out their door and get to clubs and socialize and, uh, and shopping and, uh, and use mass transit. Well, interestingly, uh, our older generation is looking for that mm. kind of pattern as right. well right. um they you know want a place where right. they don't have to be behind the wheel exactly. of a car yeah, and uh, and can can walk to places and get to places more easily yeah. without having to own a
0: car right okay We're on the county conversation talking with Sharon Bulova, who's the chairman of the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors and just kind of keeping an eye on the clock. We're about halfway through our time and got so much more to talk about with you, so I want to try to move as quickly as we can. But tying on to that, the the Fairfax forward and the involvement of not only the government, the Board of Supervisors, the agencies, but the residents are important and the businesses are important. Um, How do they come together? How can residents get involved? With, with the processes or, or in, in local government?
1: Well, first of all, the, the Board of Supervisors and, and our county staff really make an effort to share with the community things that are going on uh, that the community is invited to participate mm-hmm. in. For instance, uh, uh, the land use process we were just talking about. Right. When we're identifying places where, uh, where we're looking at the comprehensive plan, Part of that process involves reaching out to the community, forming uh, uh, committees and forming uh, groups to participate with the supervisor and with the staff in that process. Also with transportation, Uh, our our director for the Office of Transportation is Tom Beshodney, and he has done an outstanding job of reaching out into the community, uh, advertising on our website, advertising through uh, organizations about opportunities for people to come Mm -hmm. hear about transportation funding, transportation planning, having the opportunity to to let people know what their concerns and priorities are. And then lastly, the budget. Uh, The budget is the most important document that we adopt every year. And it's the most important process mm-hmm. that we engage in every year. Yeah. When we adopt a budget, and that is a, the Board of Supervisors' responsibility, uh, we, it, we are investing in the priorities of our community. Okay. And it's important that we have the community at the table with us when we are making those decisions.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to talk about the budget process in depth a little bit more, but to before we get there, I want to kind of take a look at 2015. Um, A lot of issues always to look at, Um, open space, green space, transportation of course as we've talked about. Uh, the economy, the growth of the business, which will kind of lead to the county budget, et cetera, uh, school funding, lack of state or federal funds. I mean, wow, uh, a lot of a lot of issues, <laughs> all that stuff, all that stuff. Plus, it's an election year for the Board of Supervisors this year, so a lot of things coming up in 2015. But maybe just kind of focus on one before we get to the budget, and I think that's an exciting one for the county: the 2015 World Police and Fire Games. Tell us, tell us about that. What what is that? When someone hears World Police and Fire Games,
1: well, that's that's is going to be, I think, the most exciting thing that happens this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, de- adopting a budget, that's important. The World Police and Fire <laughs> Games, this is going to be fun and uh, a major opportunity for people to be able to volunteer, to watch the games, to par- participate in uh, in in these games uh... the world police and fire games are the second largest international athletic competition after the summer olympics we will have here in fairfax county we anticipate about twelve thousand athletes which uh, which are more athletes than participate in the Summer Olympics. Uh, we expect to have about 30,000 visitors here in Fairfax County, um, family members and friends and just people who follow the games. Uh, already they are booking rooms in areas where the venues will be taking place. So uh, the Athletes Village will be Reston Town Center. Mm. That's where the... A lot of the fun happens right. where the athletes will will gather okay. in the evenings and uh, other times of the day uh, to share information and stories right. and you know and, and uh, <laughs> recreate. <laughs> uh, but uh, and 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 athletic events will happen all over Fairfax County and and in fact. All over the region. Mm. For instance, soccer will be happening in, in Loudoun Loudon County. Oh, okay. Uh, George Mason University will be involved with uh, with housing some of the athletes, but also with hosting some of the events. And um, it's it's just going to be a lot mm. of fun. We are looking for volunteers. Okay. And so there will be opportunities for people to volunteer in particular sports. Uh, but also just as general volunteers, greeting people when they arrive, helping people to, you know, to, uh, to find their hotel, to, you know, to get, you know, f- right, signed up, to right. get the credentials that they need. So there, there will be lots of opportunities and a, and a, and a need right. for volunteers and also for donors. And so for people who are interested in contributing, hmm. if you go to the Fairfax2015 website, uh, you're able to volunteer and donate today.
0: Okay, so yeah, ma- a massive opportunity to get involved, an exciting uh, event that, that uh, has come into Fairfax County and the region, as you said. and I believe it's June twenty-sixth through July fifth in that uh, in that time frame. So. That's uh, ex- That's right. Awesome event coming to Fairfax County. So if you haven't heard about it, be on the lookout for it. And as the chairman said, go to fairfax2015.com for more information. So we've got a few minutes left. Um, I think maybe is this this one of your favorite topics, the county budget?
1: (laughs) Actually, I'm a wonk. Yes, that's one of <laughs> my favorite subjects. Uh, and uh, when I was first elected, um, I, I laugh. Uh, I was d- in my first term in office, and I thought the board could be more engaged in the budget mm-hmm. process. And so I laugh uh, and say I drew the short straw to be budget chairman. Right. Uh, but actually, it was something that I wanted to do and, and that I've, I've continued to enjoy. Right.
0: right. Is, is there a way to give <clears throat> a, a quick primer, maybe... 30, 60 seconds, what the budget, kind of the process is for, for the county, because it, it's a massive budget. If, you, if you're if you a resident, maybe you don't fully understand, I mean, I, I, I know I don't fully understand how it works and, and you know, how things are presented and decided. Can, can you kind of walk us through a quick process?
1: Happy to. And the process, the process, first of all, it happens constantly all right, year long. Right. Uh, but, it, but, uh, but it starts with the superintendent of schools releasing his or her budget, uh, and then it, it uh, proceeds with the school board then voting on that request and, and then moving it uh, forward to the board of supervisors so we know what the schools are asking for. Um, a really great place to find pretty much everything you're looking for is the county website uh, and and going to the Office for Management and Budget. You can see past budgets. You can see what's happening with the current budget. Uh, It it is, I think, very understandable and there's a lot of information there. The county executive next Mm -hmm. will be releasing his advertised budget on the 17th of February. And once that's, and some people think, well, that's the budget. Well, we haven't adopted that budget. That is out there for the public to comment on, for the board to listen to what people have to say. We advertise uh, community meetings all over the county. So there are town meetings and forums. I am going to be hosting a number of community dialogues, which are more in depth opportunities for people to learn about the budget, what's going on in the economy, uh, and then to break into small discussion groups to talk a little bit about what people's concerns and priorities are. Eventually, we have public hearings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have three nights usually of public hearings, more and and, and actually we've, you, we've started uh, beginning earlier in the day, around 3 o'clock. Uh, and then going into the evening so that people can have the opportunity to, you know, to speak their piece on the budget. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then w- we mark up the budget, and that's important for people to understand. When we talk about marking up the budget, that means that the board is changing the advertised budget. We're marking it up to reflect what we heard from the community during the community process. And then we adopt a budget uh, the end of April must be adopted before uh, before the 1st or by the 1st of May. And, uh, and then that becomes the adopted budget, and that is the document that funds our programs and services in Fairfax County.
0: Okay. So work all year, heavy concentration, January, February, March, April, three kind of key words or names to remember, advertised budget, markup, and adopted budget so the advertised budget will be coming out and that's how folks can learn about what the county is planning if you will and make comments what would you say in the last minute or so that we have left together what would you say to someone listening right now that says it doesn't matter if I like that I don't like that they're gonna do what they want to do anyway
1: and that is so not the case (laughs) (laughs) and I've seen one person speak at a public hearing or stand up in a community meeting and just turn things around mm-hmm. uh, or make such an impression uh, that, uh, that the board will, will do something differently than we had originally anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, the public process really matters. Mm-hmm. People have more power than they realize, and, uh, and it, it just really is critical that people, that people participate, that they engage in their local government, that's what makes local government work right
0: and i've I've got to ask this question because i think it's asked and and uh, maybe folks listening feel this way but if i understand it the count more than half of the county's budget goes to the school system but yet not half of the residents in the county have children in the school system so it seems a little uneven if you will
1: and i'm glad you asked me that question uh, and and you're correct, about 52%, maybe more, maybe less, depending on the year of our budget goes to the school system. And, uh, and then the schools also receive some funding in addition to that from the state. And you're correct, uh, probably less than about 30% of the households in Fairfax County have children currently in the school system, yet... We consider education our number one priority. It makes everything else work. When you have a well-educated community, uh, you have industry that wants to locate here, they can find an educated workforce. Uh, Our young people and our adults can get good jobs, uh, earn a good income. It's a safer community, uh, fewer social problems. People make better decisions and choices. Education is at the top of the pyramid and makes all the difference in how the community uh, succeeds.
0: Hmm. All right. We are with Sharon Bulova, the chairman of the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors, and we have talking about the recent State of the County Address and kind of a quick look back at 2014, look ahead at 2015, and talking about the budget. Give you the open mic for the last minute or so. Anything I haven't asked you, anything you really want uh, uh, someone listening right now to know about The state of the county, the budget, anything in particular on your mind. I'll just let you you have the last word.
1: It's a great county, and the importance of uh, making sure that it's a good county is making sure that people feel that they can participate, they can engage. Uh, I hope that folks will uh will watch my state of the county like me on facebook <laughs> <laughs> and uh and participate in some of the things that are going on in the community. I try to be out in the community so that I can meet with people, talk with people and uh and budget time is is a major opportunity for that to happen, but really. Anytime during the year, even fun things like concerts in the parks, my evenings on the ellipse, you know, these are opportunities for people to come out and uh, get to know their neighbors, get to know their elected officials. And, uh, you know, and that's what that's, you know, what Fairfax County is all about. We're a great county.
0: Awesome uh, note to end on, and just a reminder that uh, every resident in Fairfax County has two supervisors, their district supervisor and the chairman, and you all are all over the county, so we appreciate you for that, and if folks uh, listening would like to get more information, obviously you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov chairman, I believe is the address, and of course, as you mentioned earlier, the management and budget site, fairfaxcounty.gov dmb if you want to get any more information about the uh, the county budget and the process, which is uh, which is coming up, Chairman Bullock, thanks again so much.
1: Thank you so much, Jim.
0: You've been listening to the Fairfax County Conversation, and we want to thank you as well for listening. If you want to get more Fairfax County news and events, just visit us online at fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. You can also call 703-Fairfax, that's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Fairfax County's Newswire is also your comprehensive county news source. You can uh, get uh, information via Twitter and email and RSS. Just learn more there at fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government. Thanks for listening.